what I got for a minute. Yeah. It's uh, Amon Amarth, the, the Viking metal band. The song okay. is called uh, Tattered Banners and Bloody Flags. Yeah, uh, Tattered Banners and Bloody Flags. Probably my favorite Amon Amarth song. It's from the um, Twilight of the Thunder God album. Twilight of the Thunder God. I definitely recommend it. It's awesome. There you go. Check it out, folks. I'm on a Mars. Welcome to the podcast. Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe. I'm Chris Evans. That's Trevor Allstrom. Yeah. How you doing today, Trevor? Good. And it's in drop B tuning. It's in B tuning. Drop. It's in drop to B. I dropped a B. You caught a B. You got a B. It's the Puerto Rican of you. What up, B? What up, B? Yeah. But yeah. What's up, Trevor? We're here. Survived another work day. Fix Sawblaze. Hit my thumb with a hammer. Oh no. I get paid tomorrow though. It'll be good. And yeah. Made it through and uh, looks like we got a nice sunset. So yeah, how about you, Chris? It's a long day. Yeah. Long day, a lot of annoying people, but I lived. Made it home. You did. All that good stuff. Didn't kill anybody. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't murder no one. Let's see. Uh, we got... So, uh, next... Probably, folks, next by next Sunday, I'll have the uh, next two ep- episodes loaded. So, keep up for that. Cocked and loaded. Yeah. But for um, local news... This uh, next Saturday at the uh, downtown skate park, Washington Jefferson, under the bridge, there's a uh, free benefit concert. It's going to be a bunch of local punk and metal bands playing <coughs> for um, a couple young skateboarders that killed themselves, and they're raising money. Anybody that our... we'd know? No, I don't hang out with teenagers, so I wouldn't know. But Well, I mean, anybody playing that we know? I don't... I'm not sure. I think there's... I just know there's some local bands. I've I've heard enough local bands that I'll probably recognize one of them. Sure. But I won't know until I get there. So I'll, let, I'll give you guys a report on it Sunday. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Trevor's going to stir the pot. He's going to go in there and be like, these kids meant to do it. It was all planned. Check. Follow the money. Follow the money. money. Cash rules everything around me. Get the money. Tell the dollar bill, y'all. Just bootang in the middle of the, the punk set. It's like those weird fucking people that used to go out and picket uh, soldiers' funerals. Oh. The Westboro yeah. Baptist assholes. That that was a thing, unfortunately, in the West Coast, too, and I, like... Look, I, I don't agree with the war, but I would never go picket someone that... No. Just died. Yeah, it's fucked up. Talking shit about the dead. I mean, yeah, it's just disrespectful. I wouldn't do it. It's a good way to get beat up. I think if I think if they really want to pick it, they should go to the government and pick it because the government's the one that sent them over to get killed. It's the government you should well, if you have an issue with. They they ain't and that strong as a religion, so they can't fight the government. But what they can do is go protest somebody's funeral. Uh, fuck the Westboro Baptist Church. Whoa! Shit! Not anti shout out, I guess. Uh, national news. We still have a bit of a heat wave going on. It's supposed to cool down, but 
most of the country still in the grips of 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, there's um, a giant hurricane that just I hit Florida. I was going to mention that. Just, have you heard anything from your family about it? Since yeah, they're on the other coast. They're all right. That's good. Yeah. I worry when the hurricane's at the east coast. They usually do this whole turnaround thing in the Gulf of Mexico. But, uh, so yeah, it's, on the it's, west, hitting, it's on the west coast right now. Yeah, it's hitting the west side of the state. It's hitting Naples and Tampa. Okay. Yeah. I got family in the north side, but... Not like crazy, and and it's a category three, so that's not the craziest hurricane. Category threes are like uh, big big water storms. Usually, it brings in a lot of water inland. A couple of tornadoes, the power will be out. Fucking, there'll be a couple dead people. Unfortunately, well, it's a natural disaster, yep. man. No matter how hard you prepare, there's always going to be somebody that dies from it. It's like out here with fires. There's always things you can burn. There's always people going to die. It's just, yeah, how, it it's just how it is, man. We've gotten better over the years at preventing them, but people will die. People still live by the ocean. Still people live in areas where it burns. So People live in areas where fucking telephone poles go down and electrocute folks. You know, yeah. it happens. Yeah. They actually camping one time, and these people nearby actually got struck and hit by um, lightning hit the telephone poles and hit and killed these people. Oh, I was yeah. camping his team. I was like, what the f... Dang. Oh, yeah. See how lightning... Lightning storms thing. Shout out crazy weather and climate change and all that shenanigans. Uh, so, yeah, in world news, uh, the, as you brought it to my attention, yeah, the money... Hurricane Ian. Yeah, the, the money currency exchange between the U.S. and the U.K. is damn near the same. Yep, dollars worth a euro. It's... As or a, a pound, a, I'm sorry. A dollar is is just... A, a dollar is 1.00 and a pound is 0.393, so it's really close. Yeah. Pretty much the same. But if you're looking to invest right now, put your money into fucking uh, the... Uh, the euro, the, I mean the, the, the pound, pound, the pound. That's right, because they broke away of Brexit. They broke away exactly. from exactly. Because what always happens with the pound is their their dollar has always been more than ours. So for the first time in a long time, it's actually evened out pretty much. I guess so it's called the you, sterling pound. Well, something. If you invest in in some money and to uh, London money, we'll call it London money. London money. Get your <laughs> London money on. Hello, sir. Would you like to put some money in for some quid? Yes. Yeah, the London money. If you invest your, your money in some London I like money, that. I like that. London uh, money. I you'll like probably that. end up getting a pretty good return. You know, you put in two grand, you'll probably get in a few months, you'll probably get 2500 bucks back. Might have to write that down as a uh, potential idea. You know it. London money just sounds like a punk song. Get your London money. Yeah, it sounds like a Sex Pistols song to me. But I've heard so much British punk, I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that. London money. Alright. Let's see, uh... Oh yeah, recently I, uh... Chris and I did a thing with Chopsticks, where we had some, uh, salted caramel or caramel, however you say it, ice cream. I didn't have any clean utensils, but I had some chopsticks. So Chris stared at me eat it, and I ate the hell out of it. And it was delicious, and chopsticks, folks, 
you can use for somewhat frozen ice cream. Now, I want to see you eat soup with chopsticks. I'm just going to grab the big chunks and it's then just do the, do the chip. Cheating. That's what they do. Nope. I've seen the, the people of that demographic do it. I've seen it. Well, Trevor, if I ever known a cheater to cheat. No, oh boy. Uh, speaking of Chinese culture, Jackie Chan. Chris got me uh, watching The Adventures of Jackie Chan again. Yeah. We was, could do that for a movie review today. Let's do that. Yeah. Do that. The Jackie Chan Adventures is an animated series that came out in like 2001. Um, but it's a really fun series to go back and rewatch because it reminds me especially of like Saturday morning cartoons. Me too. Um, and it had like five seasons. It was all about Jackie Chan trying to fight this evil, uh, uh, group called the dark hand and he's working with the government and he's working with his, he's working with his, uh, niece and his uncle. His uncle. Yeah, so uh, it's a really fun uh, animated show to go rewatch. Jackie Chan kicks butt like he always oh, yeah. does, and they use some secret special powers and stuff like that. Yeah, all the talismans are based off the the zodiac signs. Chinese zodiac. Yeah. Yep. So apparently, my sign, the horse, is for healing. So yeah. Right. Well, for both of us, actually, both the horse, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really Mr. like Ed. the show. Um, I give it 7 out of 10 chance. I might give it 8. I might give it 8 chan out of chance. 8 a chance. 8 a chan. Sometimes you just got to take it a chance of chan. I want to see uh, Rush Hour, the animated series. That would be awesome. Would Chris be... Tucker and him just running around doing cop stuff. This motherfucker. Yeah, that would be funny. Animated. Yeah. Animated Rush Hour. Jackie Chan has a lot of really cool um, foreign films, too. I've watched a lot of his, like... uh, uh, He does a lot of, like, Chinese uh, media films and stuff like that. I've seen some of them. I've seen, obviously, his kung fu classics, like Drunken Master Master and um, Iron... What was it? Iron Monkey, like he—he's done so many. He's done so many uh, international. He films. started out obviously with Bruce Lee as just one of the the main stuntmen. So he started out with, like, Enter the Dragon and fucking Bruce Lee. I think Lee. we're just parlaying this podcast into trying to meet Jackie Chan. You know, I think that's it. I think we just we're we're focused on meeting Jackie Chan because he's a cool dude. He's awesome. Yeah. That's it. Meeting That's Jackie it. Chan. Now you guys know what this whole podcast has been about, trying to meet Jackie can Chan. Can we just do it? Can we just call it tribute to Jackie Chan? Call it Chan Man. Chan Man. We, we've talked about Jackie Chan a lot in this, this show because he's awesome. Jackie Chan's the man. Let's see. Uh... We could talk about the apocalypse. Yeah, let's do that. We we gotta we gotta stretch it out a little bit because we are burning right through. We're burning the, through burnt. Burning um, through lists. So it's well, we can go back get, in our list and see what gr- we missed. I've recycled a lot of them. 
you can't recycle great ideas, Trevor, we'll go back and, and hit some high notes well, and stuff like that. I haven't that. smoked yet, so let me, let me there smoke. There you go. Trevor's got a smoking issue. He, he doesn't have any THC in his lungs. That's a problem with a lot of Americans these days. Not enough THC in the lungs. Well, that's actually something we talked about. Uh, how to, for world peace, does everyone... Blunt, blunt's, blunt's not bombs. Yeah. Blunt's not bombs. Blunt's not bombs, man. Everybody sit down. We'll get some people to roll up. And we'll get a bunch of good weed fucking growing up. And, and we'll basically just uh, have some people come and cater the event. Mexico cater. Bring a bunch of, like, uh, you know, tacos and stuff. And then everybody sits down and talks about it, man. And we then, eat uh, food and we have a good time. Britain will bring tea. Something. Everybody brings something. It's a potluck. Yeah. It's, it's a smoking potluck. It makes me wonder, like, what would North like what, the, what would North Korea bring? Like? It's like the UN, but with a lot more uh, weed. I'd be down. Yeah. Would it be would, would it be held in Amsterdam? Because you know UN meets in New York City. Would it just be Amsterdam or somewhere? You can meet in Colorado. Or <laughs> can imagine if they met in Jamaica, like Kingston, Maybe. Jamaica. <laughs> Maybe Jamaica might be cool. I like the idea. Get some Jamaican food. Yeah, some oxtail. Yeah, so we definitely need to look into... Once not bombs. To getting more of these politicians stoned. I agree. That's the problem is they're too wound up. The good news is, is as more young people come in... It's becoming culturally more acceptable to smoke weed, so it's. It'd be funny. It's definitely more acceptable than forty years ago. Well, it'd be funny in another like forty years when it's all regular and shit. Your grandkids would be like, "Grandpa, you used to smoke weed. That's an old person's drug." <laughs> or you remember when it was illegal? I'm like, yes, yeah. just well, that will date you right there. Right. Grandpa, did you ever go to jail for weed? And be like, yep. <laughs> That's right, you did. I almost did many times. Stupid. It's pretty ridiculous. Two grams of marijuana sent me to jail. <laughs> How long were you there? Overnight. Ah. Yeah, you definitely hear about people having to do sometimes long terms, like guys that got busted back in the 70s, like Cheech and Chong level guys that were running pounds in the 70s through places like Nevada and spots that very anti-weed. There's this uh, dope chick on my Facebook. Um, she's a friend of the family, basically. But, um... Unintended. Yeah, nope. she uh, runs a thing called the Cannabus. And it's a bus that they re- refitted and they painted it green and it goes around America and it basically educates people on, uh, prison terms and sentences given to people that uh, were using or selling or involved in cannabis in the last few years. Because a lot of people got life sentences at a point um, for a certain amount. So the cannabis basically delivers education on these people and their cases and helps to advocate for uh, releasing them. Um, They actually ended up helping to release uh, one of my friend's fathers from prison he was going to jail for life basically over transporting across state lines just weed yeah just weed but at the time it was a lot and you know laws were fucked up so he he did you know 40 years for it pretty much fuck yeah for weed 
He's life. Well, when he got out, there was the kicker. When he got out of prison, his son had died, and his daughter had been fucked up in a car accident. So she's like a vegetable, basically. So so much has changed. <laughs> you have a wife still at this point, or his wife's been gone. <laughs> Damn. So his family's pretty much not there anymore at this point. <laughs> he lost everything. Yeah, he lost everything being in prison. He lost years, everything man. for That's fucking. So long. Yeah, for just you know, we, drug that nowadays you could transport it won't be as much. You could transport it wouldn't be as much, but it's still federally time. illegal. Yeah. So hop to it, Washington. Get on your fucking uh, high horse and make cannabis legal. I mean, you guys are all fucking around with Roe v. Wade and all this other doing bullshit. anything anyways. They're just sitting there jerking off, waiting to go to vacation. Oh, let's uh, let's hang out and read the rules of the Constitution. Even though we've all had to read it a million times, we're going to get paid to just read it around like we're in fucking American history classroom right now. The rules of the road. Do they, I've seen where they showed clips. They just go around and pass, pass the book with it. Yeah. The, the different amendments to read aloud, I'm like, y'all learned this in law school. Why are you getting paid right now to do shit you've because, already studied? Because, man, when these people get fucking elected in, they just think it's time to fucking get nothing done. They start out with all this muster, and then after figuring out that the government doesn't work in fucking the way it's supposed to, it works in fucking backwards deals and weird handshakes between guys. Money is what makes money, it. Money, man. Yeah. It's all money. So... All you Congress people that go in with the intentions to do well, man, just get shut the fuck down really fast. Yeah. They never get anywhere, and then before they know it, they're fucking out of office. Or they're still in office for making the wrong friends, you know? That is sad, because there are, there are some politicians, but not all of them are bad. Just not a lot of them. them, but there were some ones that really did try, and you're right, the system, they just the couldn't overdo failed, the system. Man. The system failed. We let too many fucking... Uh, money-hungry people get in charge. And some people, it was the sort of thing where they tried, but then they just turned, and it's like, if you can't beat them, join them sort of a thing. Well, it's either you eat or you don't eat, and you fucking lose. Yeah. So people choose to eat, you know, which is not fucking... You know, when you have something like a job, you know, just in general, that's your only way of making income for the most part. You know, some people have side hustles and they have investments yeah. and shit like but that. For the most part. But if your job basically got stopped because of your political views or your affiliations, and then all your money dried the fuck up, where would you be? You'd be like us, working some average fucking job, just uh, that's what a lot doing of those, nothing. That's what a lot of people should do is just... Just be kicked out and then just be forced to, like, all right, you're just going to do some average jobs where we actually have to work. It won't work, man, because these people will do anything to not work. They're afraid of work. They're afraid of fucking doing the thing that needs to be done, and they're afraid of fucking actual physical labor. Yeah. No, they're not going to do uh, our jobs. No. They're going to go uh, pander and kiss ass to another politician who they can ride their coattails to the top. And, and then they'll make some deals with a corporation along the way. Yeah. While you're there. Maybe they'll pose with a baby somewhere. and they'll Shake like, a few babies and crush kiss a few hands. hands. I love that. Instead of kissing babies and shaking hands, just kissing, kissing hands and shaking babies. Yeah. Yeah, man. Life's pretty fun. 
So learn to enjoy yourself, folks. Because it's all fucking rigged. Yep. <laughs> it's all rigged. That's why I like to play guitar and hang out with my boy and smoke well, and drink. Love fucking um, George Carlin, man. Such an interesting dude. Yeah. Everyone I've, that hasn't heard George Carlin, we recommend it. He was, as I heard the quote once, he wasn't a, he wasn't just a comedian, but he was a philosopher with a sense yeah, of humor. Definitely. Because he, he even had funny quotes like one I like is, um, remember that you can prick your finger, but you can't finger your prick. <laughs> like that was a George Carlin quote. And like he he had a bunch of other ones, but he, he definitely had some interesting views on religion and politics. And he started... People. Yeah, and he definitely started in the 50s, but really got big in the 60s. And he was definitely a guy that was a comedian coming up during the civil rights and, and especially the 60s and 70s where things, there's a huge shift from all media being ultra conservative and white to all of a sudden things being... Now it's a little more diverse. A little more diverse. So yeah, trying to like, like the jokes Chris and I tell and like our viewpoints, it would not work in the 50s or 60s. We <laughs> Who'd be booed at me? ran out of town, yeah, torn dude. and feathered. There'd be, yeah. So, as much as we have issues sometimes with people that are extremely woke, we do have to think, well, imagine what it'd be like in the 60s or 50s or earlier. So it's, things have changed. Everything's going, I think, in the right direction. Well, the left, right, whatever Well, it's going it. in, the, in the proper the direction. direction. Yeah. But it takes time for things to change, and it takes time for people's minds to change. So it's a it's generational take generations, thing. Yeah. yeah. But just like you know, gay marriage and stuff years ago, people would be like, "No, don't let those gays get together." Now nobody really gives a it's shit. Like, They're just like, "Yeah, whatever." Let them be miserable, like straight people being married. <laughs> Yeah, do you want to go back to the apocalypse? We got, yeah, we, we can touch we got a little side the We got sidetracked by weed. We were talking about how um, we were talking about how what apocalypse basically you would you would want and to And then go the through. logistics about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, and and I was going on about how people always say, Oh, they do great in the zombie apocalypse. But I'm like, yeah, you'll do great for a week or two, you know. After that week or two, and food starting to run low, and water, and, and you medicine, get, supplies. You get tired from staying up trying to watch your back all the time. Yeah, exactly, because whoever isn't trying to kill you uh, dead-wise, there's probably people around you that are trying to swipe your shit. And also, too, like... You have to get. You're gonna have to get tools to fix like cars. You need to be or your, proficient your, your, with your, weapons. You need to be proficient with fucking strategy and you know yeah. a lot of things. You gotta you gotta be an all around person to fucking yeah. really. You gotta survive. be able to fix your shit. You would yeah. You gotta understand you know fucking modes of transportation and how to get around in a fucking world with no roads that are working. You know. <laughs> There's a good chance you might have to bust out a welding machine real quick and do you some might have to weld, torch. You know, yeah. But. Um, I think it was also interesting because, you know, we were thinking about the apocalypses that we would go through, that we choose to go through. Um, well, actually, first, let's talk about how long do you think you'd last in a zombie apocalypse? How long do you give yourself? Can I ask where I am? Okay, I'll give you a few Like, am I in Oregon or am I somewhere else? Where so, am I I'll world? give you a few things Because that makes a difference for me. 
So, zombie apocalypse. The world has started to end. You didn't have too much advance notice, but you had notice as much as everybody else. So, so like, you were, were able. Like a day, so you were able to get a few things heading out of town. Um, so let's say you're out in like BLM land. We'll put you out there, but we'll give you enough supplies to be suited up for a month. You know, okay. for for a decent amount of time, and then from that point, where are you at? You know, how long do you think you got? Because I think the idea for me and you probably would be to get out of the city, mm-hmm. go find someplace more rural that we could set up and kind of set up shelter. And I, I've spent periods of time surviving in the wilderness, so I... I wouldn't mind it for too long, you know? The the issue is just the zombies themselves. The zombies themselves and certain things will obviously be, uh, you know, an issue... People, um, zombies, people uh, are gonna, gasoline, that's going to be a thing. People are going to be acting crazy. Yeah. Cra- the whole environment is crazy. And you, and you aren't the only person in the world that knows about the BLM land, and we're probably not the only people thinking that way. You know what There's I mean? There's going to be a lot of people probably that hunt and fish and hike that will be headed out that way that normally go out there. Yep. Like Mike-blinded people. Yep. A lot of them are going to be people that are professional with guns. So, have, so with have that knowledge, you know, where do you go from there? Do you stay camped out in there and hope that somebody doesn't come across you? Or do you move? Or do you, you know, set up a better uh, uh, camp? I think I'd try to go underground. I think that would be my next bet. You Actually, know? you know, it's funny you said that. I was going to say somewhere with caves. Yeah, caves. So I would look for a place that had some mining. Because even out here, there's mining yep, happening. Sure. So, I would I would try to, if I could, quickly figure out where any local mines are. And Chris and I aren't from Oregon, but... We, we could probably find a mine shaft to fall down. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's... Throughout the Cascades, there was mining that happened, too. Yeah, so of course. A lot of gold was There's mined. gold in them hills. The Cascades, too. So, I would, like, he's... I would definitely look for the mountains and I would look for a place with water sources so if you were high enough in the mountains that have natural occurring like springs yeah. and waterfalls yep. so springs you would have fresh water if you wanted a shower just stand under a waterfall real sure. quick I might know, be cold but I know enough local herbs that you can eat and use as medicines that that would definitely help Yeah. so I, I definitely know more than the average person because I studied it intensely for a period so um, I would use that. And also, I have a rifle. We would hunt. And yeah. I, we could definitely fish. I've, I'm an yeah. experienced fisherman. I can do these things. And and that's kind of where I think it would be interesting because I'd like to be out in the wilderness, but I'd also like to be somewhat close to civilization still because when things do begin to get better at a point, hopefully, you got to be close enough to know okay. what's going on. You know, if there is a strategy to, to get everybody, you know, to a place or something, you have to be within contact. You know, you can't just be hermiting out in the woods for fucking 20 years. You know, they're like... There's enough people... How long have you around? been out there? <laughs> You're like 20 years. It's like, that zombie apocalypse was only four years, man. What the hell? <laughs> you know? That reminds me about how in, uh, during the Vietnam War, they had found... Japanese soldiers that even 20 years after World War II ended still hiding they were so far out in the bush that still hiding that they found some of these guys and these guys were old men at this point yep. and they, they told them off the land 
Yeah, just straight, just being guerrilla, just guerrilla warfare, like, beyond Viet Cong, like, 20-plus yeah. years, bro. Like, you gotta think about that. Like, those guys lived, like, I'm an enemy territory <laughs> mindset for 20-plus years. So that would, I guess, be kind of the mindset of zombies. And and you gotta think of this as well. You know, being out in nature is cool for a, for a period, but at a point, you start to lose contact with, you know with reality a little bit it's like the mountain yeah. head you know you get mountain yeah. mind I was um, out in the wilderness with a group for five months straight with no technology and it definitely it changes went, your brain a little when bit when I came back I remember a toilet flushing was weird a phone was weird and I went to an airport immediately and I was like what Whoa. the fuck this old lady's like are you okay and I'm like just keep an eye on her yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I was just used to small group people, <laughs> occasional like hunters or hikers that would come through, maybe some sure. rangers and some firefighters that came through. But yeah, it was just just cars and what's crazy when you come back to a city society, the sheer amount of noise. Yeah. Just the noise and people always on their phones yeah. and all these bright lights going off. Sure. So yeah. People tend to make a lot of noise, and I think they don't realize it because they're in a uh, they're in a bubble, you know. They're in their own little world. Yeah. But when you're in nature, you're a lot more, and and nature has sounds in its own self, but it does. You know, it's a different kind of noise. You know, you get those late night crickets, and you get fucking but trees. But they all they and, all go on a natural system. Like nighttime, you're gonna get crickets. You get frogs. Mornings, you're definitely gonna get birds. Afternoons, yeah. you're gonna get frogs. You're gonna or you're gonna get other random things going sure. on. Sure. Because everything follows follows a, a, a daily system. Yeah. Like you're not gonna hear owls generally hooting in the you know in the middle of the afternoon usually. I mean, no. That's weird. Nighttime. So, whereas here, like you're gonna hear people screaming and phones, and it doesn't. The only closest thing to a natural system it has is, like, what drugs are on the streets and what times are the bars closed. Like, that's the closest thing to a city you have to, like, a natural sort of daily order. No, of course. And I think it's So, like, oh, 2.30, all the drunks are going to come out. Yeah. 6 a.m., there's people running out trying to, get, trying to score a deal for for whatever. And a system. All right, afternoon, they're all going to be sleeping off, and then by nighttime, they're going to be up moving around again. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't figured that out by by now, man? I've known that. Okay. So you know how to live in nature and you know how to live out of nature. But you always learn more. There's a lot of dangerous shit in both areas. You there got is. your you got your crazy people in the fucking woods. Everywhere. You got your crazy people in the city. Everywhere. Your, yeah. No matter what you do, man. That's you're the biggest, always around. That's the problem is there's enough random crazy people out there that yeah, You'll never not. get away from them all. You'll never, you know, no matter how rural you get, you will have to communicate and deal with people to get certain there's things. There's over 7 billion people. There's too many people. This there's month. 9 billion. We've already had this talk, Chris. Yeah, there's 7, seven to 9 billion. <laughs> Anyways. 79 billion people. Anyways. <laughs> a lot of people. Lots and lots. A plethora. Too many people. A lot of punk songs about that, but be another one, dude. Just too many people. Well, it's funny that people are so pro-life and shit. 
And I'm, I'm like, not, yo, I'm not. yo, go to a country where it's fucking mad overpopulated but, and talk about it. Yeah, like, go to... Go to, go to India. Go, go to check India. Check out India in certain cities. Go or like, China or Indonesia is another crazy crowded mm-hmm. country, too. And, and there's nothing wrong with having a big population, but... There's a point, though. There is a point, and you need to be able to spread those people out. You shouldn't have all these people confined to one location like, man. like perfect example Japan Japan's yeah, on Japan an island so many fucking dude Tokyo is one of the most populated cities like that yeah. city is 20 plus million that city of Tokyo alone has more people than most US states I always love seeing Just them. That city. I always love seeing them cross the street in Tokyo because it's like a wave of people oh. you it's fall a, down you're not getting back up dude it's yeah it's like a constant Mosh pit almost. <laughs> like, like but, but with very calm Asians. Yes. That's a crazy mosh calm pit. Calm Asian mosh pit. <laughs> calm Asian mosh pit. Just, and they're always just bumping elbows. So, I mean, what would? how much would a trip to Japan cost? <laughs> Let's go meet some Japanese chicks. I'd be down. It just... It would also depend on the time of the year we go. Because, like anything, the price is going to be... It's always seasonal. price. But the seasonal, maybe it's gonna be not seasonal, the so all best the cheapest idea time. to travel right now with all the war and shit. I'm not trying to go to Russia. Yeah, this but you never know, man. You'd be like a layover in Russia. You'd be like, no, <laughs> Trevor, we got on the wrong flight. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we'll just stop in Moscow for an hour or two. No, 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 we need to get out of here. We you show our internets. You think you real funny guys, huh? Oh, let's get out of here, Trevor. No, you puss puss. Get out of here. Yeah, that would be fucking crazy to get stuck in a layover laid over in Russia. Oh, dude, then they just and take it. They take like, our asses. They're oh, just American. Like, oh, you're American. All right, step over this way, please. We're like, ah, fuck. What are your thoughts on Ukraine? Terrible country. Terrible. I, mean, I haven't I hate been there, and I have no uh, position either way because I've never been there. What do you think? I hate sunflowers. Okay, you good to go now. You guys are putting me through a lot. What? Oh, you funny. Hey, you know what I like? Shopko. Okay, good answer. This is like an interrogation. Like the Russian interrogators. I like like tracksuits, and I like uh, defying the American government. And it's like, ooh, okay. But do you like to wear... You must know my cousin, Vlad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I knew Vitaly. Oh, God, even better. Also, do you like to wear a cheap necklace? Cheap gold necklace. That was on who's my that UFC too. fighter from uh, from Russia? The big one right now Ka- was Khabib. Khabib. And I retired. love Khabib. Yeah, you just throw that in. He's like, oh, he's so good. Yeah. I love Khabib, and I like Fedor Emelianenko. They're like, okay. All right, he was, a, he was another big guy from the 90s. Yep. I'm a Back huge in the day. fan of... of sickles and and star-shaped hammers oh. and <laughs> hammers stars and sickles make yes. give, me, give me a boner yes. they're I like love oh. all of those things potatoes <laughs> potatoes vodka potatoes and turnips women that are hot until they hit 40 then their potatoes <laughs> then their nose turns into the size of a bulbous potato or some other turmeric babushkas make me hard Man. Like, okay you know that's I wish it wasn't true, but sometimes the truth hurts. Some old lady even a babushka. Old Russian chicks just like Ooh. fuck you guys. She just she just she can just handle you. I'm like, ugh. 
I turn, I churn you like I churn butter, and you're like, oh. Well, you know what trips me out? How white women get away with shit in America. <laughs> they do. But then you like, gotta think like other countries. Like, no, where, that's what I mean. Because dude. Russia's you go Europe that, and it's Asia. So you go to that fucking you go to certain countries with that shit. <laughs> like imagine Eastern Russia where it's Asia. It's literally Asia at that point, trying to do some of that different mindset. Somebody's getting popped in the mouth. Or shot. Probably shot in an AK. <laughs> so crazy, yeah. People just need to learn to pipe down sometimes, man. Stop fucking trying Ooh, to stand up for nothing. You need to pipe down? Yeah. Ah. Taking a stance on fucking who parked where. <laughs> you didn't have the disability placard. Ah. What the fuck? I have seen people scream over parking. And I under... Like, if parking is really limited, a little more understandable. But I've seen people scream when there's plenty of parking all around. Like, what are you doing? There's, it's, it's hilarious. It's not when, like there's a lack of parking. It's hilarious You're when, crazy. like, an old woman or an old person needs to make a point. So they make, like, a very stern fucking argument to be like, you've done something wrong and you don't believe you've done anything wrong. And you're just like... What's going on right now? <laughs> yeah. And you don't know how to how to take it because you think this is just nothing. <laughs> Which it is. <laughs> it's like somebody getting mad because you didn't quite park in the lines or, or something. Or the, uh, the Montreal police uh, arresting and giving Hannibal Burris a ticket for jaywalking because it's a fantasy crime. Yeah. Hannibal Burris made so much money off of that ticket. He's like, all right, Jay, you were jaywalking. All right, we're good, right? All right. That's just how we treat it. You... I, I, you acknowledge it, and I was like, "Well, how did it make you feel?" And I keep going. <laughs> I fucking. It's the best way to be able to stream. Oh, I just press. hate that Hannibal Barris became a rapper, man. Stop. Yeah. Just stop it, Hannibal. You're you're a, you're good, a you're decent good stand-up comedian. You Go. could parlay that into some good fucking money for the next ten years. Just stay. Save up your money, bro. <laughs> Save up your money, and then you can fucking invest. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, it's a really good documentary style. Was um, Hannibal Burris has showed where he went to the Fringe, which is a huge, multi like theatric arts festival in Scotland. Okay, and it's the biggest one in the world. The Fringe Festival. The Fringe Festival. It's huge. It's world yeah, famous. Dan Soder's gone to it. It's a it's a big thing, but it's through a bunch of countries. So you go yeah. through like Scotland and Ireland. So it's it's weeks of shows. You know? It's a month solid, and yeah. it's. And it's there you have, you'll have comedians, you'll have actors, you'll have musicians there, you'll have yeah. painters, like you'll have... Dan Soder's gone. Yeah, there's a few other comedians that have gone. I was like, that would, if I ever was over, like, I would like to visit in the summertime, I'd like to see the Fringe for like a day. I don't know, man. It just seems like a lot. <laughs> so I only go for a day. You imagine performing? Doing shows for a month, basically. Be hard, man. Two or three a, a day. Hey, Chris, Trevor, you gotta tell that same, the same Jesus shitty carpenter jokes. He's like, we've told it for the last 20 days. Yeah, Ten more times. Like, but this is a new crowd. It doesn't matter. They've heard it. Yeah. I, I, they I, have cell phone videos. It is it is funny, but they, they did show where Hannibal talked about how just after a month, it gets old and he would really try to change up his stand-up like he would do little things like he would stand in the crowd or he would do like small things just yeah. to make it interesting no of course because you can only say the same joke so many times and still find it funny man like even with guitar similar guitar I've had to play certain songs 
Yeah. We're just like, all right, I don't want to play that again. I've played it too many times. Well, I think that creatively, when you come up with something and you're like, that's hilarious, you know, you want people to laugh at it and you want people to appreciate it immediately. But through, like, time, any good joke can become fucking annoying, you know? Yeah. And I think that happens a lot with comedians if they have a Even great... jokes like These Nuts, for example. Like, there yeah. are times. Yeah, that's what she said. That's another uh, one. Oh, your mom went to college. Your mom. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's... Any good joke can be fucking outplayed. But any good joke can be brought back to life, you know, after a certain amount of time. You got to give it time, though. It's like a song. Yeah, yeah I got to give it a you break. You can't play it all the time on the radio and expect people to still feel the same way. If you, like... Played after a year, haven't played it for a whole year, and they're like, "All right, just gonna slap a little bit." I remember this. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people have that where it's, uh, you know, you can only tell something so many times over. You can only tell the same fucking story a hundred times. It's like the expression of "beating a dead horse." Yeah, fuck yeah. that. Dead horse is dead. <laughs> same with music too. Music, all those things. Also, like with painting, if you had to, came out, I'm sure. Bob Ross always did a lot of different things, but he never did the same scene because I'm sure he would get bored if he always did it the same way. Well, I think Bob Ross was a different breed, man. That oh. guy was just so positive and so fucking, you know, nice about everything. It's crazy he did, did that shit in half an hour. These yeah. masterwork paintings in half an hour, just yeah. super quick. And he was just very proficient at it, yeah. and, and he knew what he was doing. And the whole fucked up thing about the Bob Ross story is his kids wanted to, you know, make money off of his name once he died. Yeah, of course. Of but course. there was a bunch of, like, legal shit, and basically the rights to his show weren't for him. They were for the, the company, company or something. Going. Yeah, I heard about yeah. that. So Bob Ross's family got screwed, and they couldn't, uh, you know, they couldn't really make money off of his name once he passed. Which is crazy, because now he's a common household name. Yep, and everybody knows... He's a cultural knows, thing now. Everybody knows Bob Ross, and Dead, it's Deadpool just, definitely helped re... Yeah, but I think yeah. I think uh, a lot of his artwork will go for, you know, a decent, decent price. So that's kind of one of those cool things where if they still have a lot of his artwork, you know... Kind of like Van Gogh, Van, yeah. just like Bob Ross when they but, both died... People get screwed, man. When people die, you gotta hope that their fucking shit's in order. Because yeah, he wasn't making crazy money. We did it. He was doing just basic artist pay to get by. He was on Access Cable, bro. Yeah, you know, he was on Poor People Television. Yeah, we were watching it. We were watching it because there yeah. was nothing else on, or it was there was that, no or like Lovejoy, or like some basic like you're watching a judge TV. show or something, or maybe once in a while you got like. California Gold or like maybe some history show if you got lucky. I I'd be into when they'd play like a like a good show, um, like random documentary. I kind of fell in love with Walker Texas Ranger, but it was just the same story over and over again. Yeah, it's like Walker's gonna get fucked up, but then he'll show up later and he'll fuck them up. And the end. And, wait, they <laughs> all like the they go to thing. that bar with the old man JD or whatever. I've seen some episodes. They end up at the bar, and then yeah, they talk about it and they find out a plan, and then they get their plan together. They drink then, some beers, eat barbecues, is Texas. Yep. And then, and then some blues some are playing. Things. So, and, some like blues yep. country rock is playing. And then all of a sudden the cavalry shows up and Walker's okay and yeah everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, the black guy and the hot Latina chick and yeah. Shout out Walker, Texas Ranger for having a black dude do martial arts, though. That was pretty cool. That was cool. And he was a badass. Yeah, he was. He fucked people up. Yeah, he did. Uh, 
Yeah. Also, the show Lovejoy. Give a shit. I'll I'll watch it. I'll have you watch an episode with me sometime. We uh we got it was a cheesy eighties nineties uh, British PBS program. You know, Ian McShane, the actor. Yeah. It's where he got his start, and he was fucking. He was so good. I saw as this, a CD art dealer. I saw this documentary. It was a. Uh, it was like an ad for a documentary, but it was basically like an English show. And I think it's called The Young Ones or something. Yeah. And I've heard of it. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, a bunch of really rowdy British guys, like, all living together. Almost like, like football hooligans, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's like, like one's like a punk sort of... rocker, and one's, like, yep. goes to college. And, you know, like, it has a, all, them all just living together doing crazy just, shit. Just, yeah. And, and definitely, like, the whole soccer, what they call football cultures, and still a thing over there and it's pretty rowdy people love soccer man there's the best some of the best riot videos I've ever seen have been soccer riots especially stuff from people especially the South America man the 70s and 80s before they had a whole system developed like now Ireland and Scotland the 70s and 80s still they didn't have all the security cameras and technology so they weren't as organized. Whereas now they have much better control. But yeah, shape from like the 60s and 70s. We should watch. Crazy. Uh, we should go ahead and we should figure out where the biggest soccer rivalries are. Well, obviously, and then Britain, watch the places like Brazil is another yeah. huge one. And Spain. then watch the riots. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it's pretty much Europe and South America and Central America. And Africa. Africa, too. But Africa it, loves soccer. It does, too. Asia, too. It's a lot of the world. Some Germany. No, it's, it's the biggest sport in the world. Sorry, America, but yeah, soccer but football's is... so much cooler. Football's way cooler. People get hit. People get hit in soccer games a lot too. Yeah, but it's always weird hits. And the flops in soccer are so strange. If you've ever seen flops in oh, soccer, yeah. it's funny. They're just running by them, and then the guy's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> All and then the guy with the ball is like, what happened to you? It's like the guys in a keto tournament, Steven Seagal, where he just grabs the wrist and does this. And they go, yeah. and just spin like a cartoon character. That is a funny one, too. We should look up basketball and and soccer flops. There's some more in there's some in football for sure. You see them? Well, every, every sport. Every sport. There's always a flop. I'm sure even golf but, has a couple funny but flops. Some old prolifically man. in fucking basketball and soccer, there have been some really funny ones. But I've getting, seen getting a foul is a big Exactly. Thing. So if you get enough fouls, you get hey, a shot. Hey, real quick. Yeah, yeah pretty you got, much. You got tripped. Yeah. Wink, wink, say no more. You need to go in there and get fouled. I don't care how you get fouled. Be but creative. you need to be fouled. Be creative. Yeah. <laughs> This dude's just dribbling the ball, and he goes, ah! It's like, what happened? Yeah. He hit me in the chest. What? He catches on fire randomly, <laughs> like, what's going on? Spontaneous combustion. This guy has a flamethrower. Wait a second. Where all these ninjas show up? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Shadow ninjas just Shadow show ninjas up. Yeah. Dark hand. Until Rudy shows up, and you're like, why am I fighting a super wrestler? Uncle! <laughs> One more thing. This place too big. I need to use bathroom. Jackie. I don't want to have to walk so long. And that's that's when you could still get away with Asian stereotypes, man. Because you know what? It's Asians love Asian stereotypes. <laughs> we all love stereotypes. They make up the funnier versions of our people, and we all know it. Like like They're, white people from Boston. They're oh, fucking hilarious. Bill Burr right there. Yeah. Yeah. White people from New York. Hilarious. <laughs> 
White people from like White people from the South. Oh, pretty yeah. fucking hilarious. White people from the Midwest, pretty goofy too. Yep. So everywhere. You gotta have West your, Coast you gotta people have too. Real hard fucking stereotypes like, out there. <laughs> definitely being from like the West Coast, definitely like, what's up, bro? Or like, hey dude, like that's you hear that shit all the time. That's hella cool, man. That's hella. Hella cool. Especially coming from Northern California. Hella. Hella. Let me holla at you. Let me holla, holla at you. Let me holla. Hella. Hella. Let me holla. Hella. 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 That's funny. Let's see. We got some more stuff. Ooh. Speaking of holla and Ashley Chappelle, this is a group. And some artists that have been on the Dave Chappelle show quite a bit. Chappelle show. Most deaf. We got uh, Kanye West. Well, in this case, we have Genius slash Jizza. So we have Rit- so it's Jizza. Method Man, Red Man. Well, in this art, when this one, it was uh, Jizza. The he's he was a member of Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. He did his own side album in '95 called Liquid Swords. I heard a couple. But I never heard the whole thing, and Chris and I hung out, smoked, and listened to it. Yeah. So it was a joint album review. Fun and Dan, we usually talk about weed a lot. But, uh. <laughs> Way to explain it, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. So it's called Genius slash G Z A Jizza, and then 1995 Bird says Liquid Swords. It's the album. And the song, Force Chamber. It's the one where it goes bump, 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 wow. Bump, bump, wow. It sounds like. It sounds like it sounds like a Devo song. Like I was getting definitely like Devo randomly showed up. They're like, "Hey, make some weird." Yo, I'm about to drop some rap knowledge on you, bro. Let's go. Coolio died. <laughs> Just now? Nah, yesterday. Oh, Coolio died at I the like, age of 59. I, I like Coolio, man. Been standing most of our lives, living in a gangster's paradise. He had some other stuff I've heard too. Yeah, but, but that was his big one, man. Obviously. Fucking Gangster's Paradise was the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Shout R. out R. to Coolio. Coolio, man. Damn. Damn, Trevor, I just wrecked you, man. Gangster's Paradise, man. Fuck. <laughs> uh, they just tell me this great artist died. I'm like, fuck. That'd be like it. That'd be like if you're like, hey, Trevor. Guess what? And I'm like, what? Ozzy Osbourne died. Yeah. What? Or you're like Zach Wild died. You're like, ah, damn it. Some or like Kurt Hammett from Metallica died. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> that would that would hit me because he's one of my favorite guitarists, at least for thrash. All those people just died, Trevor. Everybody's dead. McJagger, all of them. They're all done. Elton John, fucking David Bowie died again. Yeah, everybody died twice he's over. A, because he's a star man waiting in the sky. Yeah, Don't man. look at his eyes because he's getting fucking high. Right? So, yeah. R.I.P. Coolio. R.I.P. Coolio. Oh. I actually came up with some funny shit last night. So there's the uh, the American TV show Dancing with the Stars. We have like basic celebrities. Dancing with the cars. Dancing <laughs> with the Sars. Like the, the Russian rulers. T-S-A-R. Dancing with the Tsars. Yeah, or, or C-Z-A-R-S. They have two ways to spell because they're crazy-ass Russians. But yeah, Dancing with the Tsars. This was an idea. So you would have like 
You'd obviously have Stalin. You'd have Putin. You'd have <laughs> you'd have all these guys. Stalin, Putin. You'd have Gorbachev. You'd have yeah. You'd have uh, shout out him Yeltsin. You'd have you'd have Lenin. You'd you'd even if you go far enough back, you have Ivan the Terrible from like the 17, 1800s, who was a crazy fucker. Right. You'd you'd have all the Rasputin would be on there, like doing some weird shuffle. Look at all these the Rasputin rump, rumble shovel. <laughs> or have like Rasputin ragtime or something. <laughs> like, what is going on right now? Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then at the end, they just, and they have to like dance. And then they have to take shots of vodka in between. That would be funny. And then they also have to like do something with potatoes. They have to juggle potatoes or do some crazy they thing. Have to, they have to dance around a bear riding a unicycle. That's chained, a chain dancing bear that's on a motorcycle and they have a lot of like dolls within dolls you gotta go around <laughs> wait you want to find the key you're just opening endless ones you're like ah. you're by the fifth doll you're like fuck these dolls <laughs> a lot of russian themed um, events just yeah you'd have to like there'd be a house on uh chicken legs would come in like the witch baba yaga would come in what the fuck? You don't know about Baba Yaga? I don't think so, Trevor. <laughs> That's a pretty common thing, Russian mythology. I guess. Why do you know so much about Russia? Are you trying to tell me something? You support Russia? No, I grew up You heard it here, folks. Trevor supports Russia. He's Russian. No, I just grew up... I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> I just grew up a lot of Russians and Ukrainians. Weird. Yeah. Sacramento. A lot of them moved there right when the when the Cold War Soviet Union fell, 1991. A lot of them ended up in Sacramento. There's definitely a Russian... So I grew up with a shit ton of Russians and, and Ukrainians growing up. There's though. definitely like, like a fight. Russian influence in Florida, but they didn't get really that big until the mafia kind of moved out. Ah, uh, No, they were... They're, for whatever reason, Sacramento is a huge spot for them. Makes sense. Yeah. A lot California. Of them, yeah, and a lot of them worked construction and got through and had, did, had their little communities... A lot of the, and then I remember this one this one Russian family had a huge chop shop next to us and a neighbor called him in and there was like six vehicles that were like, Huh, I've seen that vehicle before but it's a different color all of a sudden. Right. Like that was one of the, the big things was this chop shop got shut down. Bunch of dudes in gold chains, one dude in tracksuit getting arrested, I remember watching that. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, damn, I was like... I did nothing. I did nothing. nothing. Like, it, I felt like I was watching a cops episode. I'm like, what is happening right now? SVU, special, victim, special vehicle unit. Or special Vladimir unit. Something. All right, Trevor, let's wrap this one. All right. So, any last announcements? We've got the next couple episodes getting uh, uploaded here within the next few days. Yeah. We're going to do a Sunday episode, hopefully, with Silver Squirrel again. We're going to try to get him here. Yeah. Um, just go check out the podcast, like, and subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. Um, it's been a hell of a ride. There we go.
sensations. There you go. Russians. There you go. All righty, folks. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Anything else, Trevor? Uh, I guess uh, be good, folks. Tip your waitresses and punch your your checks. Punch your checks and, uh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Learn to fly.